I'm not going to say Happy New Year because I've already said Happy New Year on our other two shows and they've already had episodes come out this year, but this is the first APA of 2024. So hello and welcome back to the APA. And happy did you guys new enjoy year. your break? And happy new year. <laughs> uh, did you guys enjoy the, the break? Did you guys yes. enjoy the, yeah. the time off from recording and all that? And all the pressures of being podcast, being super successful, well-known <laughs> star I podcast. I all that, man. <laughs> Essentially celebrity status podcasters. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right, absolutely. Right. Like top, top tier, mm-hmm. S tier podcasters. <laughs> You know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you got to fake it till you make it, I guess. That's me in a nutshell, Adam. You know, yeah. pretend for well, the job you want. Yeah. <laughs> Zach, do you think in 243 episodes you've gotten any closer to making it, or are we still fully 100% in the fake it category? Man, can I answer this question? I'll- yeah, go ahead. Baby, you faking it until the day you die. Anybody who says otherwise is a liar. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Can I also answer this question? Sure. Yes. He said in 243 episodes, I guess we'll see how this one goes. Okay. Cool. So, And also, okay, to be technical, we've had more than that. Yeah, well, you know what? This is number 243. Uh, you, no, you're right, though. I like it, Emily. Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, you I'm out the- pedantic to Josh right <laughs> I love now. It. I love it. And he, and he conceded. He was like, you know what? You're more pedantic yeah. than I am. Yeah. And, 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 and I on appreciate that. it. New year, new like, us. I'm here for it. <laughs> no, nothing new about any of this. <laughs> nothing new about any of this. Uh, what is new is that you guys see the new landing page. I really went all out with the lighting effects on this one. <laughs> I hadn't it's, noticed. It's pretty fucking trippy, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's Founders fun to do lighting effects on. Uh, I also did a lot of lighting effects on the map that's coming up. Uh, so that should be fun. You know, I really wanted to Please go out We look forward big. to it. Yeah, Come yeah. On. Look forward to it. Stop. Really put our what? Chromebooks through their paces. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Look forward to it. <laughs> I feel like it's ominous. On your Steam Deck. <laughs> you could, baby. You absolutely could. It would fly. I don't believe it. It's steam powered. I don't oh, right. Okay. You know. <laughs> well, it needs the blimp top as well. Yeah. That's that's a separate yeah. attachment. Yeah. Yeah. Dirigible. Dirigible. Yes. Yeah. If we're all being pedantic here. <laughs> that's our new pivot. Pedantic podcast. D- yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's much of a pivot though. You know. <laughs> Again, uh, it's just. Normal Thursday. Yes, it's normal Thursday <laughs> it for sure. It is a pivot. It's 360 <laughs> degrees of pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Why are our, t- our tires just spinning? Don't worry about it. It's fine. Because that's what tires do, John. They <laughs> also make contact with the road. Huh? Huh? <laughs> oh, hey, oh. Hey, 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 hey. Man. Yep, and we're talking about fishing. He did a fish thing, is what I was going to say. I watched the New Year's show. It was so much fun. Dude, it really was like the whole thing. It was like the whole the whole mythos. It was. It was. It was great. Well, like, they did the entire mythos. Like, you know, we were... Well, we were talking about jo- the, the lore or whatever, yeah. Yeah, they, their their New Year's gag for this year was like a full production of their of the lore, and so for two hours they told the story of Gamehenge. And mm. yeah, I it mean, I, cool. here's the, that's the thing. I knew 
I'm, I wasn't joking at all. Like I, I know that there is extensive lore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's, there's lots of bands that have lore, both like the lore of the history of the band, and then also any type of fictitious lore within mm-hmm. their own sort of mythos of their discography right. or whatever. You know, right. and and Fish is certainly prolific in that category. I mm-hmm. I was fully aware of that. I remember we were at Dane's house one time. Back in right. Hattiesburg, and you had, or was it Dane that had the book? That well, was I gave like, him the book, yeah. And it was a, it was a tome. <laughs> a tome. He also it gave was a me grimoire. the book. <laughs> yeah. A grimoire. <laughs> yeah. Now, now that book, while it certainly has some of the game hinge stuff in it, it's that was more the tome of the band's like history. In which, the which is, I would also the, call yeah. lore. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it was that. It's that mm-hmm. lore, right? It's, it's like not, yeah. has every set list they had done up to that point. Um, it had like show reviews. It had song backgrounds and histories, and you know all. all I would the argue things. that kind of stuff is is the lore of the band mm-hmm. in sure. the sense that yeah. most bands have that kind of lore, right? Definitely, yeah, definitely. I think uh, with Fish, you know, they're forty year old band with the same four dudes. That that's gonna establish a lot of oh, yeah. jokes, mm-hmm. you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, I wasn't trying to, to talk about it's a, fish. It's here. a regular Thursday here at STM, <laughs> you know? yeah. and we're, uh, we're I just, apologize for that. Yeah, yeah what that, was was that, that, that was. Hey me. guys, how is how's the weather going? Oh, it's about to be cold. cold. It's about to be extremely cold down here. But, okay, yeah. can we also talk about how it was like seventy nine today? Like, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be 29, I think, tomorrow yeah, night. So, whatever. We got, bad, we got another today. round of storms coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're cover basically the whole state. And then I think Monday is. Yeah, we got like freezing warnings. It could yeah. be, there could be snow, possibly oh. ice, like that sort of yep. thing. Yeah. Oh, so. And, so and also, I believe, yeah. potential for single digit temperature That's tonight. That's stupid. That's not acceptable. This is Mississippi. <laughs> where weather has constantly been chaotic that's true that's true are we hitting all of are, are, are you well, the jams. listeners yeah we need to talk i was gonna say we need to talk about food in some yeah. some way you know biscuits yeah. oh hold on we've done no. biscuits to death have y'all heard taste the biscuit Yes. Okay. The, 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 yeah, dude. No. I, I shared this a while ago, but it's like this old lady and this old man. Old man's oh, playing a keyboard, and yes. she's like Taste singing a song. They're like, a, they're yeah. like, a, like oh, a clothing yes. store. Yes, yes. dude. Yes, yes. I it's have. so yeah. weird. I love it's, it. it's a jam, though. It's a bop, dude. <laughs> that gets stuck in my head at least once every banger. two weeks. Yeah, like <laughs> 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 brushing my teeth. Well, I'm like, take a picture. So. So Emily, this is going to be broad, but you know, considering that we're we're we are coming close to the end of APA, and when we <laughs> first started APA, there it is. There we go. Got that one in. Yeah, All right. Uh, a- APA. When we first started, you had seen no movie ever, and now you have seen almost every movie. I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> certainly much more than none. I've certainly yeah, seen like, that. I think you've seen quite <laughs> just, a lot. Like, just all the English language Probably, ones. <laughs> I think, more more than I have, for sure. Like, uh, I mean, we've seen a, a fair... I mean, how many, how, yeah, how many videos have you done? I'm looking at... Are you in, like, the hundreds? Uh, oh, yeah, I think we're... Well, I'm trying to pull up my damn YouTube thing. 
Do you, while you're looking that up, do you feel more culturally enriched now that you've seen these movies that everybody was giving you hell for not seeing? Yes, I do. So I watched Cheech and Chong specifically the other day. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of cultural <laughs> enrichment. <Right, right. laughs> <laughs> cultural enrichment, man. Hold on. I mean, like, my, like, local culture, like, our... Uh, culture that we've cultivated you know uh -huh. um because like he was saying something like yeah man and i was like oh my god he sounds just like weldy and i was like oh that's where he got weldy that's where the baby's not here man yeah, yeah. yeah. like so and now i get it get it i get right. it you know yeah. that was a like low-key silly one but also it was one of those where i was like oh Light bulb shit moment type thing. well it, def it definitely had an impact you know it was like one of the first if not the first like real Breakthrough stoner movie, right? You know, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see if it tells me how many videos that I have on here. I don't know. It's a lot. I, well over a hundred. Well over a hundred. Yes. Yeah. I can say that for certain. Are there any? Is there like a couple big ones that you're saving for like when you really need to get those hits, those clicks? Are you saving like a couple for like rainy days? Like Shawshank Redemption, you holding on to that one? So I've seen Shawshank. I okay, watched it before right. the channel. Um, but mostly the big uh, blockbuster movies. Like, I haven't watched any Mission Impossibles yet, because I figure yeah. once we get on that, I'll just do it. We're going to watch mm. Rocky Three this month, so that's like a big nice. deal. Okay. He immediately is like, did the yes. Robert Redford yeah, yeah. die? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Have you seen Jeremiah Johnson, where that Robert Redford nod, nod comes from? No. Okay, you also should add that great. to the list. Yeah, you should add that to the list. Jeremiah Johnson? Yeah. It may yep, be that. on the list. Yeah, the list is like 3,000 like, long. It's like uh, in Into the Wild, but without a dumbass. <laughs> okay. Like, it's the same idea as that, but it's fictional, so, like, the dude doesn't immediately die. <clears throat> right. What's into... Oh, shit. Have I seen Into the Wild? What's that? Yeah, spoiler. Uh, but, you know. Yeah. So, luckily, it's but, I mean, me, it's, so it, I'll forget it. <laughs> well, it's, it's like a true story, so, like, I mean, it's it's not... Can't get around what yeah. actually happened. Yeah, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. What did you say? It's Jeremiah Jones? Jeremiah Johnson. Johnson. Sure. Jeremiah Johnson was a central figure, speaking of mythos and bands, in Chance Fisher's written mythos. Oh, he, okay. Uh, uh, we kind of took that name, and he was a killer in our mythos. Mm. Goodness. I thought Jeremiah yeah, we was were, a bullfrog. That is accurate. He was, in yeah, fact. That's yes. also true. Uh, yeah, like Chance Fisher and Exhibit A, like basically anything that Judd Joel and I did had a lot of dark, like, murderous stories in it. I don't know why it just did. That was just like what what we it's that Steely wrote Dan about. sardonic fucking approach to songwriting, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Trying to add yep. this all movie. of your all of the song's protagonists are extremely flawed, fucked up people. Yeah. 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 Totally. I mean that's Steely Dan in a nutshell, right? Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. It, like in a lot of bands, like Radiohead and Pink yeah, Floyd too, yeah, all yeah, have yeah, like Floyd for sure. Yeah, I, I can't speak to what I haven't like thought about 
Radiohead in depth enough. Well, Radiohead is lyrically, right? Lyrically, I haven't. Yeah, lyrically, but like it's also not as like clear. You know, Mm -hmm. they're a lot more more avant-garde kind of. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can be. I don't know. They're they're very experimental. So a lot of the time, like the music itself is taking up so much of your brain space that like the, the lyrics being a, are, are part of that, but like, you're not thinking about the lyrics mm-hmm. and what, what they, what well, they it's mean, not like Tom you know? is enunciating anything. No, he says I mean, I, anyway, I just think about know? Tom is, you know, just another <laughs> instrument in the mix. Right. And, mm-hmm. I, mean, and I think yeah. he thinks about himself that way, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean? there was a shift after okay. Computer where he like consciously decided to use his voice as an instrument yeah. rather than like just belting out words, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Yep. What kind of cereal well, did y'all eat this morning? Okay, I didn't eat, I, I didn't eat cereal. Didn't eat cereal this morning. I had a I Jimmy Dean croissant, okay. <laughs> sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm into it. I had a coffee. Nice. I had grits Last and toast. night I ate a, uh, a bowl of uh, honey bunches of oats. Mm. So all right, all right, all right. I had <laughs> a cold slice of pizza from Pizza Shack. Hell yeah. It was good. I'm about it. <laughs> I rarely eat cereal, and if I do, it's always at night. But I got to show you guys something. Hold on. Ooh. Uh-oh. I'm excited. Dude, I eat more cereal at night than in the morning. Oh, like, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I that. swear most people This do. motherfucker has a box of cereal in his room. It's for display. Yeah, okay. It's display. It's a display. It's a box of Wheaties yes. with Dale Earnhardt on it. <laughs> Hell. Yep. Praise. My dad, my dad, I'm, I was astounded. Anyway. My, my dad <laughs> has had this box of Wheaties. I guess this is my birthright. Um, <laughs> since, since 2010. I don't have much to leave you, what son. Kind of <laughs> my NASCAR commemorative plates and this box not, of Wheaties with Dale on it. I've, I've already stolen most of his, like, Dale Earnhardt memorabilia, but I guess this was, like, his crown jewel he was holding on to. <laughs> And he gave me this obviously empty Wheaties box yeah. that is, it's from 2010 when the NASCAR Hall of Fame, like they didn't have a Hall of Fame before that. Right? Yeah. It's like, I hope that one day you give this to your son. <laughs> right. And it's like, that's awesome, dad, but also very, very weird. Are you going to frame I it? Love it. Yes. No, but it is on my shelf with my yeah, other yeah, memorabilia. Yeah. Oh, Can I get a shadow box so for it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, like put it in a shadow box, light it from the from the box, uh-huh. and then put a couple like you know, re, you know, little cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be cars. Slick yeah. right there. I do want to get so so like my journey, uh, uh, my NASCAR <laughs> journey has really uh, uh you know made some progress in the last year. I'm fully back in. Like I'm on it. Like I'm 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 counting the days until the Daytona 500. You son of a Damn. bitch. Um, I'm in. <laughs> like I'm so ready. But uh <laughs> it's just it, like uh, I, it's funny that one of our shows like did that. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, awakened that in me again, and and like in a weird way it was a healing process. You know, mm-hmm. like I was like I can be. I, I can be a NASCAR fan and like fuck you. I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. like I can enjoy this thing. So yeah, now dude, I've Red got Shirt. like way too much memorabilia. <laughs> but Red I want to get back was... into the diecast game because that's the cool memorabilia is oh, the diecast yeah. cars. Yeah. You know, but that's the expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say some of that shit is worth money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were you saying, Adam? I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, no, that's all good. I was just gonna say that Redshift Rally was, uh, I think a a pretty transformative experience for all of us. Mm-hmm. And it, like surprisingly. So like, yeah. 
it, it I, I think we all came away from it like okay I'm, I'm either a better at this whole thing that we do or and or you know i appreciate nascar on a deeper <laughs> level than i ever thought i would um and also and like, we learned the real value of peeing between people's legs and we learned the real value yeah. of peeing between people's legs yeah i mean in, in really all seriousness it's mm-hmm. like it, it, overcoming challenges you know mm-hmm. like yeah. that was one of the most challenge those of us who are in that game it's one of the most challenging ttrpg experiences i've ever had mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so getting like it kind of sucked for a little while and and we had to get to a point to turn a quarter and make something good out of it and it ends up being awesome and mm-hmm. kind yeah. of transformative but y- you really had to go through some muck to get there and that that always changes you hopefully for the better a- yeah. as a yeah. person yeah well we've spent five years working through this game y'all five mm-hmm. years and uh, we're we're definitely in the end game. I've been saying it for a year, when but we like for this, real I was this in time. my twenties. <laughs> yeah. I can't say that, but you know, uh, I I was in my thirties. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're same, bro. Same. You know. Um, but does anybody remember what's going on? You need an old fashioned. We're on, we on a tram, baby. Yeah, that's like basically what it is. You know, like I mean. You know, you're trying to save the entire universe from the Civ. And, no you know, just to, as a reminder, the Civ do have the Star Stone locked into a tractor beam that is a qu- the Quantum Ray. And uh, you guys are trying to get in there to stop that before the Star Stone breaches through the, do- the protective dome that keeps the atmosphere livable in um, Absalom Station. And also keep the Star Stone, you know, in its place where it should be, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And um, you are aboard the Ark Prime, which is a million-year-old ship that houses a bunch of cryogenically frozen sieve. It was supposed to be a colonization ship that they were going to go and conquer the rest of the universe. Some stuff happened, and they've just been kind of drift but you do know that Vera Ranch, one of the commanders in charge of this project uploaded his consciousness to the ship before it was launched and before he died and over millions of years has been corrupted over time and is a mess and is what's controlling the ship now so you're going to try to stop that these moon giants that you found along the way mentioned that the artificial intelligence is locked away in a rail state and that you have to go to the AI core and find a way to reboot it to draw him into the material plane so you can actually defeat him and turn, like, wipe the ship out from the AI. You also know that there is an impending cosmic conjunction that is happening and the focal point is the Ark Prime. Um, the little bit that you know from that is that Oren transcended kind of accidentally not too long ago and talked with Zeno as they floated in space and the Song of the Cosmos was sung to them as they watched two entities come to the Ark Prime, a big purple cosmic force and a big green cosmic force, and they all combined on the Arc Prime. Um, 
you don't know what the purple or the green one is you just know that that's impending and that Oren has been thinking about it and surely Zeno has probably been doing research in the meantime but you've had to deal with what's going on on the ship you cleared out the detainee deck and made your way to the tram and you are now on a long tram ride from the detainee deck to the AI core and through that you passed through the quantum core room where you saw the, the the quantum core of the arc prime and i don't think i mentioned it there but that's that is also what is sending out the quantum ray that is the source mm -hmm. of the quantum ray and so there's like a a focused huge beam coming off of the quantum core and like there's nothing you can do about it from the tram like you're an ant passing through this wide chamber yeah. um yeah and so that's that's where we're gonna start tonight is on the tram you guys also leveled up uh before the break so you're now actually level 20 which is crazy bananas. yeah mm -hmm. um but i want you guys to take this episode to you're gonna get a long rest but we can deal with that at the end of this but i want you guys to take this moment where you don't have anything else that you can do but sit and be with each other to you know sit and be with each other you know and just kind of take a breather because you haven't really got to stop since the arc prime arrived in the absalom station airspace right like it's been non-stop you had like a, you know a little bit of time with the moon giants but you haven't like really stop stopped in i don't know what 24 hours at this point at least yeah that yep. brings up a point I was curious about, and it, and it's likely inconsequential and probably pedantic. But <laughs> I was curious because, like, when whenever you started off, and you know, it's like we're, we're on a tram. Immediately in my head, I was like, we're on a midnight train to nowhere. And I was like, is it midnight? Like, what time of day is it? Like, we've been you don't going, really know. and like, it, know. it just feels like this place is eternally night. You know, so like, I have no. And that's part of, uh, you know, the, the I guess, mystery and, and otherness of this location is like not knowing even. It's like know, a casino, you know, you, <laughs> right. have, no, you have no idea mm -hmm. what. No frame what of it, reference yeah. for like what. You don't know, you know how long the you, day night cycle would be. You were in the simulations, you know what I mean? You, you don't really know how long you were there. Um because but time is all like, fucky wucky with the quantum ray. That is yeah, true. Right. Like add, it's, that, it's, add that into the mix too. You know. You like, know. I was gonna say we could check our watches. I was right, gonna say but, check but, with Terry, see if he knows. But I'm assuming quantum quantum ray. And they'll you know, yeah, they'll be they'll all be different times. Mm -hmm. Like on our different so you actually watches. Did try, you actually did try to do that, and uh, I conveniently wiped his memory. Uh, oh yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. It's like reset. Sorry, the little twelve. Yeah, twelve. Just flashing. Yeah. The little flat battery <laughs> fell out. Yeah, yeah. There was a power surge. Uh, so yeah, the the five of you are on this tram. Um, I'll I'll answer any questions you might have, but kind of want you guys to just kind of take the take the lead here for a little bit you can talk about your level up you can role play it if you want i know it's a little difficult because like you know you don't have a lot of space or time but let's just kind of go around the table and see what your characters are feeling about what's going on and, and what some of their abilities are i mean level 20 you know um 
Does anybody want to start or shall I pick from the class? I'll go ahead and start and get mine out of the way because it's kind of a nothing burger for me. It's not bad, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a nothing burger because I multiclassed. And right. put that put that one level into soldier. Um so I would have gotten like tech master or extra to computers and engineering, whatever. Uh but now I can do uh I can dictate a target of an overrides action for the next round. So I can actually take uh, take control of a robotic enemy mm, for cool. one round. Um, and uh, I, my rig can now communicate with your ship up to an orb, orbital range. Mm. So that's kind of Oh, neat. nice. That is, wow. that is very neat. Um, you had to get to level 20. <clears throat> to, 19. To 19 to be able to do the you know, like KOTOR style hacker robot and like mm-hmm. make it fight for you for a round or whatever. Yeah, but it's it's literally one round. So right. which, which is helpful, but also kinda like really nineteen for that? Doesn't doesn't <laughs> feel great. Yeah. No. no, and I would have had uh, quad tracking, you know, but don't have that, which is okay. Um But yeah, like I said, it's kind of a kind of like there's not that much for Fell. So let me ask you this, Josh. What is what is going on inside Fell's mind as as you're sitting here heading towards the AI core to defeat a million-year-old artificial intelligence that's wreaking havoc on the universe? Man, I've honestly, I have been thinking on it and trying to figure it out. And I could not come up with much of anything. So because of that, Fell being an extension of me, he's just kind of blank doing Mm -hmm. you know in the moment like knows that there's this this great danger that he's going into but doesn't really have an emotional reaction to it because it's just too big it's too much to try Mm -hmm. to process so it's just well it's interesting if we look if we look back with fell and if you remember in the very first book you guys explored a pre-gap Aslanti ship that had crashed and Fell had a breakdown uh, at that point. It was like, I don't know why I'm here. I'm not cut out for this. You know, and it was like a big deal for Fell to even be like part of a squad because in, in, at that point in Fell's mind, he was just a mechanic, you know? And, and I just bring that up to say, you know, the difference between Fell then and Fell now and everything that he's been through I think there was a while ago that Felf made peace with the fact that he is part of this elite squad. Mm-hmm. But like, I think maybe your your um, lack of feeling now indicates that even more. That it's like the it, the mission is still happening, and if I open myself to feelings, yeah, then I'm losing sight of the mission. And, right? and that's is that, is that's that what really, I'm getting. Yeah, what it is that he's he's he doesn't have room to think about anything else right now. Because Terry's just yapping in your brain all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I flipped that mute switch a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Well, good deal. Uh, Let's, let's move over to, let's move over to Kuiper. All right. Yeah. So uh, I guess in the same uh, approach, uh, Kuiper's level up. Um, uh, for anybody that, that's paying attention, he is a multi-class, three levels into uh, soldier, and uh, 
This would be his 17th level, making a total of uh, 20. So for his 17th level, he got uh, double debilitation. Okay, which nice. basically is just a um, allows him to provide debilitating attack for both. Um, I mean, two debilitating attacks in one go. Right. Um, as well as an extra D8 on his trick attack damage, granting him a 9D8 to his trick attack. That's big. That's yeah, big. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I went this route because I knew from very early on that I didn't want to do the Supreme Operative, uh, which is the typically the level 20 if you wanted to just do a flat operative all the way to 20, because that's just get, granting an advantage to your spe- uh, Operative Specialization skill check. And it, it seemed a little lackluster to me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine uh, with, especially with the double debilitation and the free damage to boot. That's a lanya. That's nice, you know. Um, so I'm happy about that. But uh, as we're speeding along in this tram, I feel Kuiper is he's always been a soldier, um, and he's and he's grown with that mentality um, uh, through his years. And so for him, he knows what's coming, um, but it's with a clarity and a purpose because he he knows that what's what's coming ahead is there. It's already shown how serious it is with everything that has, that's has occurred on Absalom Station, uh, and then subsequently with Titania Mike's death. Um, that a uh, a god of time. Was it was also involved on top of the fact that we have a long presumed dead civilization uh, now coming through and trying to abscond with the Star Stone. Um, so for them, that's a lot of busy, a lot a lot of stuff that's busy going around, and add on to that urgency, but. Kuiper has been in these kind of situations before. Not exactly like this, obviously, but for him, he's always been able to break things apart in smaller pieces to be able to understand what he can control, what he can do, you know, like what what he's capable of. He's always been confident of his own capabilities, you know? And all he can do is he can just trust in his own crew. So for him... He's looking around uh, at the other, he's, he's, okay, he's pitched off in a corner, sitting down uh, on the edge, and he's just looking at everybody while he's uh, not even realizing it because just part of his soldier's training, he's, uh, I mean, he's checking the contacts of his, uh, of his battery on his, um, on his pistol or uh, on his, on, uh, actually on his weapon, uh, on his um, melee weapon. And he's checking the the, the uh, magazine on his pistol to make sure everything. You know, he wants to make sure that he is not that his guns won't jam, that his uh, that his weapon won't uh, stop working. He wants to make sure that he's going through his inventory. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's looking around at everybody, and he's. I think he he notices the calm before the storm. And he's seen it enough times. He sees Phil, you know, uh, often, you know, trying to process, you know, and he, he understands that feeling. He even felt that at one point, you know, um, several times even, you know. 
Um, so he's going to let fail process, and at the same time, he's going to observe everybody else's behaviors in this, during this time while he continues to go through his inventory. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Uh, he th- what's valid to? Uh, interestingly enough, I think uh, John's sort of description of Kuiper is is a pretty good segue to uh, Val. Now, you know, just to start with, Val is a very introspective and spiritual guy, right? Um, so, you know, I think, <clears throat> you know, whatever this, we've got a lot of time that we're kind of waiting and, and going to be on the tram, but I I think for some of that time, he would be meditating. Um, and in his meditations, he is really trying to, you know, focus and, and he's meditated a lot in his life, but he hasn't had a chance in quite a while, but he's sort of oscillating between, excuse me, the sort of two spiritual halves of himself, um, which are his devotion to both Waydon and Talavat. Waydon, his sense of exploration and adventure. Uh, no grander adventure than he's on right now has he ever had in his life, right? And Talavat, his sense of tradition, unorthodox tradition in his case, but the routine, the study, the practice, both of, you know, the various martial arts that he's he's sort of tried to download uh, throughout all of his travels, as well as a sense of what <clears throat> what you would call sonder, the the fact that everyone around you has a story that is equally personal and important to them as yourself, right? That even though we're in this big, grand, trying to save the galaxy type adventure, he's he's taking stock even amidst his meditations of his new party mates and trying to be detached, but also think about what they're going through and what they're thinking and how much um, this means to them and how personal it is to them just as it is to him and through his sort of oscillations uh, and, and going where his mind will go and, and being just along for that journey <clears throat> for his his level 20 sort of level up I think really manifests in this this meditation in that he can feel the lethality coursing through him that that is that he has become the pinnacle of what a a weapon of his variety can be but also the the absolute control that he has over that right like that he not only is dangerous right but also that through his his lethality he has the capacity to do so much good and vanquish evil and i know those are kind of grand terms but that's what we're doing, you know? And he just feels in tune with every jewel of energy within him. Um, like, his entire physical and psychological being is a like a, a well of, of potential, you know? Um, and so, one of the things you get as a soldier for level 20 is kill shot. Um, you can do a strike and you know make make an enemy roll and they may uh, just die from that one shot 
I hope um, they do. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, that's that's the goal, right? Um, and and through his sort of meditations on his friends and and the the that sense of sonder of of trying to experience things through their shoes, he also takes coordinated shot as his last feat, so he can that's set cool. you guys up uh, to succeed. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the I mean. You know, I, I put some skill points in uh, as you do. Not many because yeah. I'm a soldier, but I got a feat yeah. and I got kill shot, and that's my nice. level up. I heard that. That's it's still pretty. It's a pretty dope capstone ability. Just like potential <laughs> yeah. one shot kill. You yeah. Know? yeah, man. Yeah. What's the percentage on that, or how does that work? I may have missed that. I'm sorry. It's a fortitude save. Ah, gotcha. It's like knockout shot, but but lethal. Nice <laughs> about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a straight up save or die mm-hmm. uh, ability. Captain, yeah. how is Ziva feeling as she looks on her on her crew and you know with the new addition of Val to the party and the lack of Mike, the one that boosted her into her captaincy early on? You know. Um, <clears throat> I would say for the majority of the ride. Ziva's been quiet. She's kind of been contemplating, uh, much like the rest of the crew, kind of checking gear, um, just trying to sit and conserve energy, I suppose, and just mentally prepare yourself. Uh, Particularly with that, she's been thinking back from the very beginning, from when she was taken from Castrovel, when she was put into the Colosseum and she was a slave when she was essentially sold to the pools before they became the true pools what she built from there, the connections the network that she helped to build with the APA with the Android Abolitionist Front, with the stewards, with Absalom Station, with the packed worlds and then looking back at her crew and seeing that Mike is missing. This is your fault, Adam. (laughs) Yep. And feeling like she kind of she failed there. Like, there should have been something that she as a captain could have done to save him. That that was her job. That, yeah, he's always had her back, was her bodyguard in essence, but she's the captain. And the idea of seeing anyone else on this crew, Val included, go down is just that's something that that she can't quite bring herself to fathom um once was one too many times so as part of her level up she took a new improvisation to try in the event of a fatal situation to try and circumvent it 
a few more steps. This is a reaction. When an ally within 60 feet of you is reduced to zero HP and would become unconscious, you can compel them to stay up and stagger out of the fray. Uh, they, uh, well, they become off target and gain temporary hit points equal to your envoy level plus your charisma modifier until the end of their next turn. Um, There's a few other things that kind of go along with it, but uh, basically to just try and keep that person up and stable enough to get them out of true death. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, And with that, you know... Oh shit button. Oh shit button, yeah. (laughs) And kind of with that, she's she's sort of mustering this this speech in her head as the tram, you know, moves closer and closer and closer to their destination. She is an orator. She is a a leader of people. That's what she's always been from the very beginning. She's a protector of people, a leader of people, and her crew are the people that she most most wants to protect. And she may not be the strongest, and she may not be the fastest, but damn it, she can talk pretty good. And (laughs) one of the things that uh, I got at level 20 is true expertise. You can use a chosen improvisation that requires the spending of one resolve point. As long as I have resolve left, I can now use that improvisation, which I'm going to choose improved to get them. Uh, you can use that without spending a resolve point. Nice. So now it essentially, unless I read this wrong, Adam, and you can correct me. Uh, but now when I say get them, it applies to, to everybody. everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, okay, well, uh, I'm sorry that I made you cry. It's okay, tonight. it's fine. Uh, it's totally fine. Uh, but, you know, it seems seems like there's a lot of people just in their heads, uh, at kind of just riding in silence as they, as they approach whatever is going to happen. Um, and speaking of being in their head in silence, that leaves us with Oren, <laughs> who that is his typical M.O., <laughs> I was about to say, uh, like, what, do want me, what do you want me to say here, man? You know, is Oren going to be the one to buck the trend? Well, I don't know. Just Oren intensely was... focusing on how yeah. much he doesn't like it. Oren <laughs> pulls out a pack of Uno. <laughs> All right, let's fuck I this thought, I thought you were going to say Marlboro Reds. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, sheesh, man. I mean, come on. It's it's a. T- <laughs> we're on a train ride. On a, a, I mean, surely a suicide mission. As far as any of them are concerned, like, like, the, the, you know, how much higher could the stakes possibly really be? You know what I mean? How much depends on their success? And um, obviously, Orin is, is is thinking about these things. This is the first chance they've had to stop, right? And. As Orans want to do, he he appears stoic on the surface, but I mean he's roiling underneath, right? He's obviously thinking about Mike. 
thinking about in, in the same way that Ziva is it, the you know what could he have done right what 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 could he have, what you know playing that moment back over and over again right he is I think he certainly feels similar to how um, how Fell does where it's like he knows that he needs to be focused on the mission he knows that you know if he loses kind of control of his of his of his own emotional state that it's you know the likelihood of failure becomes so much greater um you know i think that he like kuiper trusts his crew and he trusts his equipment you know he he certainly feels that way and like val i think he also is feeling at this level up the sense of how much power he has access to now. I think in in a lot of ways everyone's everyone else's emotional state is bleeding into Orin's because of their telepathic bond. I don't think it's a conscious thing that anybody's doing, but I think that just the nature of, of where he's at, you know, I mean level twenty is insane, man for a mystic. I, th- I think that he's feeling all of this, all of these subsurface um, emotions and and it's it's honestly, like with everyone else, it's overwhelming. He doesn't really know what to do but he's also thinking about his interaction with Zeno and he's thinking about the 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 end game here and what all this means, what's happening with this convergence. What, you know, what are these two uh, cosmic entities that are converging here. What does this mean? What is, what is happening? And I, and I think that, in, sort of this, you know, maelstrom of thoughts that are running through his head, he he wants to try to escape. He wants to try to get some clarity, and he will cast transcendence, and and leave his physical form and try to rise up through. Um, the art prime out into the vacuous you know emptiness of space where he finds that he can think the clearest hoping that he might i don't know summon zeno in some way to to help get some clarity yeah so you do transcend and uh you know i will say this zach you know that zeno is is on the epic tracer and mm-hmm. you know that the tracer is in orbit of the art can prime. he can he like can he uh uh god what is the actual term um astral projection mm. astral mm-hmm. projection is the term okay. yeah can he can he get to the tracer yeah okay well, well then can. yeah sure we'll say, let's we'll do say that he can, you know? <laughs> okay okay for the sake of story right uh but yeah and i think that you can actually you know it's pretty long distance uh so you you project yourself you know, the rest of you see Oren's body just kind of like go stiff and his eyes roll back in his head, but it doesn't look quite as much like the seizure that it did when it first happened to him. You, you, I think that you all know him enough to know that this is intentional and, and thus wouldn't like try to disturb him. You know? Yeah. I think Val would at least get it on like a spiritual sort yeah. of level, you know? Yeah. And uh, Oren, your your consciousness and you know the representation thereof does appear on 
the Epic Tracer, on, on the bridge of the Tracer, where Etram is like, Oh, God, what, Arn, how, how'd you get here? Don't ask, Etram. It's a long story. Uh, with you guys, that's usually the case. Um, I'm glad to see, are you alive or are you dead? Are, is this your spirit? Again, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm kind of worried about it. Are you alive? I understand. Or are you dead? Clearly, I wouldn't be talking to you right now, Etrim. We got bigger fish to fry right now, man. Focus. Uh, all right. Well, how's Ziva? Can you at least tell me that? She's fine. Okay. We're and the rest of the crew. We're on a train inside the ship, heading to try to right, shut that down part the city. I don't need to. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Okay. So you wanted me to go on, and then I just. Well, no. I just wanted to know that the crew was okay. All right. But that's, I, you guys handle all the complex stuff. I'm just, just here for the for the ride. Um, it's been weird though. Uh, Zeno, Zeno, uh, we've been trying some things out. And we just can't get close to to the. Well, I'll, I'll let him explain. Zeno here. Yeah, Zeno actually is behind Oren. At this point. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he kind of just flickers in at the mention of Etram mentioning Xena at this point. And he says, uh, Oren. Oh, I, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. I see you've gotten better at projecting yourself here. Uh, so, you learn as you go. So, you've come across some trouble in your journey to. The center of the of the Ark Prime, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. Well, I have had some breakthroughs here, but there's still questions. You see, I have been analyzing the frequencies emitted by the quantum ray and. While there has been headway, has not been without its difficulties, there has been interference every time Etram flies in proximity of its effects, as he's no doubt pointed out. So securing it by these means proves formidable. From my calculations, the stone will breach the dome of Absalom Station within ten hours. does not leave a lot of time. I'm still trying to derive the meaning behind what we witnessed in our first encounter. But one thing does elude me. Could you, Oren, please provide me the notes of the Song of the Cosmos? GM? Mm-hmm. I can... Yeah. I can do that? Or do you want me to yes. hum the... T- I, no, yeah, no hum you it? don't. I'm, I mean, yeah, if... You don't... You, Zach, don't have to do that unless you want to. No, right. I'm not, I'm but, not going but, to do yeah. that. That's right. not going to happen. <laughs> Come do on, man. Mouse, I see it, dude. No. Okay. Do the mouth but, noise version of the Seinfeld song. <laughs> that's the song of the That's the song of the But specifically uh, somebody doing it with mouth noises. Oh, no. Um, no, but, but I, I mean... Do, uh, well, Oren is not a musician. He wouldn't. He certainly wouldn't say, "Well, you know, it's it's in C minor." 
And so it's you know, <laughs> well, like, <laughs> like so, so Zeno oh, can analyze it if you could, if you're able to just yeah. Like, so Orin would. But you I have mean, a spell called Song of the Cosmos. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. 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 Orin would would. I guess cast that spell, hum that tune, mm-hmm. channel mm-hmm. channel that that frequency through and him. So you see, like a holographic uh, uh, display pop up, measuring the waveforms um, and uh, translating to another display that's coming up, and it's going through uh, these calculations, trying to figure out... Let me help you out out. a little bit here with some some music theory here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, you know, every every note in a song has a value. Uh You know, like, music is math in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. and so, like, what I'm envisioning... Right, and, and like, how much time a note takes to, you know, it's a quarter note, half note, all those types of things, beats per minute... All that is is just mathematical formula, and what what I'm envisioning here is what John Coltrane was trying to do with his, like he was trying to figure out the universe with music. Like I don't know if y'all know this about him, but he like for real was digging deep into the science and math of music to try to uncover some secrets about how the universe works. I think you guys are in the process of doing that now it, by like measuring the math of music so Aaron is casting this song out into the bridge of the epic tracer and Zeno's analytical mind is processing it all like note by note rhythm by rhythm you know the, all the math of it and it's like helping Zeno make some analy- uh, some calculations alright so go ahead go ahead You're muted. Thank you, Oren. This will take some time to analyze and conclude my results. In the meantime, uh, I wish that all of you please keep your wits about you. Um, It's only going to get more difficult from here on. And we've lost one too many already. Um, so, you know, why don't you give me a, oh, it can be either mysticism or uh, computers isn't really right, but it's like the closest thing to like, and it may be physical science. Okay. All right. Okay. So, so physical science. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Sure. All right. Yeah. He's, he's great at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, that is a thirty-seven. Okay, uh, so you actually, you actually are able to quickly analyze at least part of the song. We'll say the mm-hmm. first verse that unlocks a piece for you. Okay. Hmm. These simulations that I've run, it seems to me. Based on what I'm reading here, the green anomaly we encountered serves as a represent- representation, a simulacrum of, well, the rune drive. The demonstration we witnessed seems ominous, but I believe it conveys 
that somehow the rune drive itself is part of the key to potentially reversing the quantum effects experienced on Absalom Station. So that sends Oren's mind racing, you know. His first thought uh, would be, I guess I'll ask this, could the, could the purple star be the star stone? It is indeterminable at this moment. More calculations have to be run on on that to identify. But with all these complexities, the hard part is still getting the ring drive close enough to the quantum core. So we need will need to defeat Viranche in the effort to disable the security measures and defenses. Yeah, I figured that would be the case. That won't hurt my feelings either way. <laughs> but hmm. I'm uncertain whether I can provide any further illumination to these solutions and I don't know if I can get them to you in time. Yeah, well, Zeno, I appreciate all your hard work on this, but we're getting down to the wire, and I don't have a fucking clue what any of this means, but I recognize how significant it all must be. And, uh, getting a little worried about how it's all going to shake out. It and I mean, me you know, you, you recognize that's like the understatement of the year. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> I feel he would just return that understatement as well and just say like, it, it troubles me as well. I, I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I too don't like it. Uh, well, yeah, I, would, I think at that, you know, that there's this understanding that Zeno is going to keep working uh, mm-hmm. now with, with the Song of the Cosmos, and hopefully he can understand. Go ahead, John. And then, and almost a, you could almost detect some emotion behind his, his words at this point. And he, he's, and it's possibly the effects of the quantum ray. But and you see, like, the, the care or, or the concern in his eyes as far as what this means, as far as, you know, if, if there is failure on any, on any bit of this, that, that everything could just completely unravel. And he's Owen, I know you're going to do everything that you feel is right. And I know that you must hold some blame towards yourself for Michael's death. But you should not harbor that. For you can do everything perfectly. 
can still come up behind. You can still lose. You can still fail without doing anything incorrectly. Can you with the Picard speech, huh, man? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Okay. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, Oren is certainly appreciative, you know, and says, uh, thanks, you know. All right. I gotta run. <laughs> and he'll just like, we'll see you. Yeah. <laughs> through the floor, you know, like, like. <laughs> it's like y'all are both like, like both holographic um, and, and yeah. or, you know, like right, transparent. Right, right. Like, Fleeting etri- etri- forms. Just like, oh. Or we just both just flicker out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I would just imagine Atrum just being like, any instructions for me? Like, anything you want me to do? Just like, just left him on I'm red, not important? Dude. Okay, we'll see. He's just like, I just used to be a bouncer. Just keep flying what around happened? the ship. Yeah. yeah. Just keep flying around the ship. I'll just keep flying this ship <laughs> specifically within 2,000 miles. Right, right. Yeah. I'm going to ask Ziva for a raise after this. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> He'll probably get one. Yeah. yeah. He did kill a dragon. I just want to say, for the record, as the person playing Etrim, when that happened, he did, in fact, kill a dragon. That is bonus worthy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure he gets um, a uh, cost of so living raise after yeah. this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As Oren is, like, going back to his actual body, he also collects the inspirations of the cosmos with him and let's do one final round of inspiration guys okay no, don't say final we're still very funny people no no like, you can still, <laughs> still, still get inspiration but get this is more, the man. this is the last like giving the whole table one cumulative, you know what I mean? or, yeah. or not cumulative like group communal group, group, inspirations communal, yeah. yeah there you go uh zach why don't you start uh sure what do you want me to roll d6 first okay one all right. You know what? We're going to do all personal. All personal. Oh, okay. There we go. I like it. Okay. All right. So uh, so we don't need to roll at all? Well, you'll need to roll on the personal table, but okay. uh, Zach, roll a d10 for me. Okay. Sure. Four. Four. All right. This is from J Laptop. What's up, J Laptop? Shout out. Oren's reached that old age where he doesn't give a flying fuck about what some 40-year-old nerd on the internet is saying to inspire him. (laughs) Hopefully you, Zach, can at least gain some insight from Oren's lack of need to impress folks and just be himself and roll the damn die with a bonus. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate that, man. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Uh, You know what? We got a bunch of these two that, that are left here. I'm doubling down. Okay. Roll again. Sure. Roll it. Roll again. Oh. Five. Five. All right. This one's from J Rod. J Rod. Going out of business sale. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. My boy. <laughs> All right. J Rod says, Zach, way to call your shot. You're going to do great. Thanks, boss. Appreciate you. All right. Very nice. Uh, you know, this should make you guys nervous that I'm giving away inspirations. <laughs> yeah, I'm like throwing that up. I like that you're giving the inspirations. I don't like that you're giving inspirations. We are, in fact, getting two of them, though. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. This isn't like a, we're getting one, two but like, one, let's yeah. do two, two, because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're keeping it by the rules here that we set. 
Uh, all right, Heath, why don't you go next? So uh, for, okay. for you, uh, your table will be a D12. Uh, I, can I, I, I want to make an aside very quickly before I do. Oh, Lord. If, uh, I'm going to try to be quick. The conversations we all just had and, and Zach's uh, conversation with Zeno, like it just kind of hit me like a ton of bricks all of a sudden with, with all everybody's introspection and stuff. But it just reminded me like very fiercely for just a second of like your first time doing acid where you like have that feeling <laughs> of like everything is just so significant you know <laughs> like everything matters so much yeah so i am you know my titanium mic guy um Aww. i don't i don't know if i'll ever get to use these again so what am i rolling d12 12 all righty roll it twice four uh-huh i got a four again uh, all right well again i got a four again Wow. One. Okay. The four is going to be from Hot Rats. Yo, yo, yo. Cool. You need to read it. Hottest of rats. Read it three times because he rolled a four three times. It's a sexy rodent. (laughs) Yeah, I get get four (laughs) inspirations. Is actually how this works. Sexy rodent. A haiku. Oh. Assuming omens. Oh. Oh. Oh, let me start over. Do it, coward. <laughs> Assuming omens, Titty Mike challenges all. Birds fly, music plays. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Damn. Well, you, you, hey, man, Mike was alive and well when he wrote that yeah, thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yep. Bell rung. Uh, yep. Jay Laptop for your one. My here. boy. <laughs> In the words of Apollo Creed, do everybody a favor and knock this chump out. Oh. Yeah. Still relevant. Still yeah. relevant. Yeah, it is. Still relevant. Back to A. All right. Very good. Very good. All right. Two more. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> and, and they both better be Rocky quotes. <laughs> John, you're up. D12s, please. Nine? Nine. Okay. Five. Five. All right. Uh, the nine. This is from Booyah. What up, Booyah? Yeah, what up, Wayne? You have seen King Giz more recently than me. <laughs> and for that, I'm jealous. Just get Ambrose's rapped verse from Iron Lung going in your head to be inspired. Fair. All right. Okay. So very okay. specific yeah. inspiration. It's, a, it's on point for a personal one for John. Yeah. I think. Yes. That's, that's yes. Uh, and, uh, what was what was the other one? Uh, a five. five. Yeah. All right. This one is from Wayward. Haven't seen Wayward out there in a while, but I hope you're sticking with us at the end because Cheers, here's man. your personal Way inspiration. Up. I really enjoy the voices you do for each character. Uh-huh. It ain't easy, and I appreciate it. Thank Aww. you. Thank you. Oh, that's nice. nice. I agree with that sentiment. John does a really good job with the voices. I concur. Thank you. Uh, okay, uh, Emily, you're up. All right, what I do? Uh, you're gonna roll a d10 for me. I'll roll a d10. Watch me. Mm. That's a fur. Okay, and and a nine. All right, great. Uh, so. 
This one's from Porter Paladin. What up, Porter? What up, mate? <laughs> May this inspiration be a light to you in dark places when all other lights go out. Oh. Now fix your shit or Galadriel is going to be very disappointed. <laughs> well, get your disappointed hat on, Gladys. <laughs> I love when an inspiration takes a turn. You know? uh, this one is so perfect, uh, especially after what you just said about what Ziva is feeling in the moment. This one's from Erobs. Hey, Erobs. In this moment of uncertainty, mm. remember that your whole crew is behind you. Go get them. I'm not going to cry again. Over under on the number of times Emily's going to cry tonight. It's fine. Set it at four. Set it at four, <laughs> even. Uh, all right. And to clean it up here, Josh, you're up. What do I need to roll? You're, you're going to be rolling tens for me, please. All right. First one is a ten. Okay, great. And the next one? Six. All right. The ten is from E-Robs. E-Robs. Uh... Don't worry, buddy. I bet Terry has fells back in this hairy situation. <laughs> Look, he's giving you a little extra help with this little inspiration right here. You got this. <laughs> Thank you for that. That's probably it. the least irritating that Terry's ever been. I love that yeah. he did shift a little bit midways through into Terry voice. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of had to, you know. Uh, all right. And you know what? It wouldn't be right if we didn't have one from Alex G. <laughs> uh, Alright. Uh, Alright. Hi, big guy. Listen, I know you've been through a lot. Your pet dinosaur died last year. Mm -hmm. You didn't win Miss Alabama for mm -hmm. the third year in a row. And you had very sharp poops. <laughs> you've, de <laughs> you've dealt with a lot of hardships and hard shits. So I just want to say that I love you. And no matter yeah. what, I will be there cheering you on in that cheerleader outfit you like so much. Oh. You know the one. No, not the green one with the stripes, but the polka dotted one. You're doing great, buddy. <laughs> Oh, man. And to add insult to injury, Ooh, Nick Saban just retired. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, Thank you for that. Oh, God. Oh, I'm going to start to tear up now. This is tough, dude. It's tough. All right. So, Orton comes back into his body. His eyes roll back forward. You see the pupils. And boom, you're back there in, in the present. What do you do? Um, oh, the first thing that Oren would do, right? Like, again, he's just a storm of, of, of thoughts and feelings and, and, and worries and dreads. And, um, I think that he, you know, knows that he can't fucking do this by himself. And so he reaches out to Ibra and he, in the process, casts a spell called Calm the Storm. Oh, cool. And uh, the spell itself mechanically will give me some just like resistance to, you know, mental attacks and that sort of thing, right? But flavor-wise, I think he's he's gonna ask for Ibra to it, just to fortify him, you know, spiritually, in order mm -hmm. to to do these things, right? So um, he casts that, and 
I mean, at this point, we're at level 20. I'm one with my connection as far as the character sheet says. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Ibra will happily oblige that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to ask I mean, you. Way to take the, like, you know, zip out of it. Like, uh, uh, did I take the zip out of it? Uh, well, we can, no, we can take fine. it back. We can uh, take it back. What I was going to say is that, like, as you do that, the lights in the tram dim for a second mm -hmm. and then they come back on but they're like a like a soft maybe we'll say like lilac hue you know and you can hear like the song of the cosmos very softly playing through you throughout the speakers in the car okay i like it i like that a lot but as uh as, as he does that and as he refocuses he looks up, he looks around at everybody. Um, you know, we've all been so silent, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he looks, he looks at the captain. And, you know, he's reflecting on the journey that he's had, uh, you know, with the captain and, and how important she is and, and how important it is to him that she makes it out of there. You know what I mean? That's like... Because, you know, she's got the potential to do so much good in this position of power that she has recently acquired. And and I think that through his experiences with this crew, Orin became so much less of a misanthrope, right? He learned to, to value people, you know? And I think that he sees the capability that, that Ziva has for... Um, for inspiring people, for for being that leader, you know. Um, and so he he looks to her and he says, "Cap, you got any inspirational words? I think uh, I think we could all use them right about now." Fell quietly looks at her, as opposed to loudly looking at her. <laughs> 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 Val also quietly looks at her. Yeah, Kyver quietly looks at her. <laughs> Ziva kind of uh, smirks a little bit at you, Orin, and glances around the car. We have been through so much. And she looks specifically at her three, you know, our three crew. And then she looks over to Val and she says, All of us have been through so much. There is more to come. But know this. And she just smiles really big. Like she, she kind of goes from this somber tone into an almost a joyous energy just radiating out from her and she looks around and she just smiles and she tries to push positive thoughts and love and hope into everyone in this car there is just nothing we cannot accomplish and we work together and we work for the betterment of everyone out there. And she gestures towards what she hopes is Absalom Station still. <laughs> yeah. This sieve 
They are simply one more problem for us to solve. I know that we will come out of this. All right. Because we are the APA. And this is what we do. We protect people. You are my people. And they are ours. All of them. The Pact Worlds, the universe at large, they are our people. And we will stand strong. And we will take this story back. And she looks to Val. We will take this story back. And we will tell them how we all work together. The ships that help get us here. The people who were lost. We will tell their tale. The story is not over. But I assure you, we will have a glorious ending. No matter what. And at this point, she's kind of been going, walking down the car, and she kind of like touches everybody on their shoulder. And she gets to Oren. And she kind of crouches down in front of him and grabs both of his hands. No matter what. And squeezes a little bit. I mean, he'll squeeze back and nod looks Eva in her eyes, you know, just letting her know that he's he's on he's on the wavelength. And he says For Mike. For Mike. Let's do this. And she stands up and like tries to with every little ounce of, of energy that she has tries to exude that powerful in control essence that she's sort of cultivated over her many years and she just smiles and she says let's finish this yes that's right for the IPA let's save the fucking galaxy <laughs> and uh We'll see you. Yeah, I was, I was about to say, we bro, will. you waited way too fucking long <laughs> for that. We'll see you, dog. I got that pregnant balls. We'll see you. Okay, okay.